0: Welcome to the Life Church of Kansas City podcast. Please consider following, sharing, and supporting by giving at tlckcmo.com. May you be blessed by the word of God. In John chapter 14, and then we're going to go to John 16, and then I'll let you sit down, okay? John chapter 14 and verse number 30. Hereafter, I will not talk much with you. For the prince of this cosmos, the prince of this world, not eon, prince of the cosmos, where we get the word cosmopolitan from. Also get where they get the word cosmetic from. The prince of this world cometh and hath nothing in me. Everyone say nothing in me. Nothing in me. That's it. All right, let's go to chapter 16 of John. Nevertheless, I tell you the truth, verse 7. It is expedient for you that I go away. If I go not away, the Comforter will not come to you. But if I depart, I will send him unto you. And when he has come, he will reprove, convict. Everyone say, convict. convict. Reprove, convict the world. Three dimensions here of grace. Sin, everyone say, sin. Sin. Say righteousness. Righteousness. Say judgment. Judgment. So here's our three dimensions of grace, which bring transformation on each level. Of sin, because they believe not on me. Of righteousness, because I go to my Father and you see me no more. And of judgment, there it is again, because the prince of this world is judged. Okay, so I'm going to um, talk to you about unlocking the DNA of God. Let's pray together. Father, thank you, Lord, for this word. Thank you, Lord, for this time. We ask you, Lord, in Jesus' name that you would give me revelation, understanding. Grant all those who hear me today, O oh God, faith and obedience, Oh God, for your word. We pray, Lord, in Jesus' name that every spirit that has been working or has worked would be completely brought into subjection we bind every resisting spirit whether human or demonic we pray your perfect will will be done everyone say in jesus name yes. now turn to somebody else and say i believe in you, believe in you. Yes. and you may be seated we are a three t- three eight person God made a body, and then he breathed into that body the breath of life, and man became a living soul, a nephish. The soul came into existence when spirit connected with body. So the soul has the capacity to be influenced by both the spirit and the body. carnal mind did not come into existence until man ate of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. That was also the creation of the world. Earth was already there, but there was not a world or a prince of this world until the knowledge of good and evil was eaten. Man had to leave the paradise where prayer was as simple as breathing. There was no conflict in man. He was made in his image, made in his likeness. Man did not get up before eating of the tree and say, man, it's so hard to pray. Oh, there's a battle going on in my mind, but I'll just walk over here into the glory and talk to God. It was as simple as breathing. How does one man have dominion over everything? Think about it. He can't swim as deep as whales, but he's got dominion over them. He can't fly like birds, but he's got dominion over them. He's not small enough to go down in the hole with the ants, but he's got dominion over them. He's not as big as a rhinoceros or a giraffe. He's got dominion over all the beasts. He has dominion over all these things because God gave it to him, and he gave him a connection To his dominion, I'll rule in the heavens. You rule as my representative in the earth. God put him on this side, on the creative side, and not the creature side. And he brought the animals to him. I want you to think like a creator. I want you to think like someone who's on top. You're going to rule over all this. You have to know all the details. So what shall we name this one? God already has the name. He already knows everything about that animal. He made it. When he asks the question to the man, the man opens his mind to say, what's the answer? Immediately, what we would call the word of knowledge comes into his mind. He goes, zebra. Very good. And he downloads the zebra file from God's brain oh you like grass? You like to run around? Oh, I see who's coming right behind you. Horse. Yeah, they're in the same family. You're doing great. He named all the animals. He participated. God was giving him a part because everything was going to be operating through that central theme of God's mind, God's will, God's counsel. And so all of that was, was, was functioning Executed by the Spirit, God broods over the water. His Spirit broods over the water. He's thinking, "What am I going to do? Let there be light, and there's light." So God's Spirit hovers over all things, calculating, discerning, understanding, seeing what needs to be done. His counsel of His own will; He knows exactly what needs to happen. This man now operating in dominion is perfect alignment with God. He's God kind. Not animal kind. So he feels it when God feels it. Something's going on on the east end of the garden. I better run over there. He goes over there. What's going on? Okay. And I don't know. Does he speak monkey? Yeah, oh, oh, oh. And okay. And then they separate. Okay. You guys are. Yeah. I don't know. He had dominion over all of it. He's communicating some way. But he knew what to do immediately because he was connected to the mind of God. Cool of the day. How have you been going? How's it been going today? Well, I was over with the chimpanzees, and then I walked over there by the waterfall, and then there, saw a beautiful big nest up there with the pelicans. And that was, and I away. Like he, he, God said, oh, that's wonderful. Wonder he said, but I'm still looking for that one that's like me. They all have pairs. Where's the one that's like me? And God says, now you're getting to my heart. God told on himself, first time he said it's not good for man to be alone, he told on himself. Because there's nobody like him. He dwells in a light which no man can approach to. He can go down to the level of angels. Angels can't come up to his level. So he puts man in a garden and he gives man the capacity to have dominion. And he can go down to the level of the animals, but the animals can't come up to the level of the man. And for the first time, he says, now you know what it feels like to be me. Man was given, when breath of life came into him, man was given the spirit of speech, the rabbis say. Before there was a woman, before there was another human that came out of that marriage, man was given the capacity to speak. Why? Because man's language was first dedicated to God. What is man's... Even now, demand of the Scriptures. I will that man pray everywhere, always, lifting up holy hands without wrath or doubt. And without anger or argument, we are to lift up holy hands and pray. That's still our primary expression of holiness. This is man in the beginning. When that tree was eaten, he was not deceived. The Bible says the woman was deceived The man was not deceived. He knew what he was doing. It was actually a type. He didn't want to live without his wife. I'm willing to die for her. I know I'm going to die when I eat this. But I don't want to be alone again. She's going to die without me. I'll be in the garden and she'll be gone. And I'll be alone again. And I know she's deceived and she already ate. I'll eat it. It was Adam's untold story. So in the likeness of the first Adam, Jesus came and partook of sin for us. And then he took our sin so we could have his righteousness, and he reversed it. By one man's disobedience, sin came into the world by one man's obedience. We heard about that last night, Romans 5. Wow! But the world came into existence here. The world can be defined as anything that exists without direct dependence upon God. Everything that God made has direct dependence upon Him. You come out of Egypt, immediately it's daily bread. It's not weekly bread. It's every day I want you to depend upon me for bread. What do we pray in our prayers? Give us this day our... Saint. We're still praying it. Because when you're in the kingdom, when you're in a relationship between John 14, John 16... We have, I am the vine and you're the branches. You have to abide in me and my words abide in you. If you don't abide in me, you have no, you're just a branch that's laying on the ground. You have no no life in you. We have to abide. That's the goal is abiding in him. So, So the world system, the world system came into existence with that knowledge of good and evil. Now what's the knowledge of good and evil? We could debate that for a long time, but here's a simple definition of it. Adding and evil to everything that's good. It is an anticipation that there's an and evil following. It's the yin and the yang. Inside of every bit of good is a little bit of evil. Inside of every bit of evil is a little bit of good. That's the world system. That's their symbol. So what it's saying is God didn't really mean it when he said that. He meant something else. He knew that the day you eat of that tree, oh, you'll be a god like him. Excuse me? You're already a god. You're already god kind. You're already ruling you already have his nature. What is it? no but no he's he's holding something from you. He's keeping something from you. There's an and evil to what he's telling you is good. So it's an anticipation and what it does is it creates a skepticism in everything. So it's the opposite of faith. And this is where the carnal mind came from. carnal mind came into existence when he ate the tree of knowledge of good and evil. Now we have this other part of us. The flesh is pulled by it. So what was the curse? What was the curse of Satan? You'll be a snake that goes on your belly, and what are you going to eat? What did man come from? What does Satan feed on? He feeds on fallen flesh. He feeds on dust. your flesh is temporary from dust to dust now when sin came into the world we're no longer going to live forever we're going to die what's going to die the body's going to die flesh and blood cannot inherit the kingdom of god can't has to have a new body to go to heaven that's why i have to be baptized in jesus name baptism in jesus name gets you a new body getting the holy ghost gets you off the ground in the meantime, Galatians 2.20, I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live, yet not I, but Christ liveth in me. In the life that I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son. I have to have the faith of the Son to help me live now because I'm still dealing with flesh. Flesh is flesh is flesh is flesh. I don't care how long you've been in the church. Paul said, I keep under my body and brain in subjection, lest after I have preached to others, I myself would be a castaway. He's still striving for the mastery and he started how many churches? History books tell you Paul was the third most important person that ever lived and he's still walking around going, oh wretched man that I am. Who shall deliver me from the body of this death? We never outgrow our need for a cross. I never outgrow the need to die. I have to die daily. There's a world system that my flesh wants. When the knowledge of good and evil was eaten, the carnal mind is created. Now there's this alt-universe, and, and Satan is now the prince of it. He layer, it's a layer that he laid on top of what God made. And that layer is, has broadcast. He's the prince and power of the air of that world. So there is a constant tone, a constant hearing, a constant speaking, Ever learning, but never able to come to the knowledge of the truth. What is that? Be not conformed to this world. There's a conforming pressure that we have. Better wear those pants. Wear those shoes. Wear those glasses. Be cool. Look like him. Smoke that. Drink this. This is the brand. This will make you cool. Notice there's never any beer commercials where the guy's sitting there alone going, just hit me up for another one. It's always happy people. Be like us. We're happy. They never show you the next day, you know. <sighs> and Philip Morris doesn't come to the hospital room when you're dying of lung cancer. <laughs> no, that, that's what we do. That Pastors go up there and say, now listen, man, if you still want to get your heart right with God, there's a chance for you and we can pray for you and God can heal that cancer. When the world walks out, Jesus still wants you. He still loves you. He's still looking for that son to come home. Hey, buddy. You hit the bottom. Okay, I understand. The world is bad out there. I was waiting for it. I knew you'd finally run out. <laughs> he spent what his father gave him, not what the world gave him. The Bible says no man gave to him. The world just takes from you. But it's deceptive. It's flashy, man. It, the eye is never full of seeing. So Satan keeps giving you stuff to see to keep you in this dimension To keep you limited. If you stay in the flesh, what's going to happen? Five senses are going to govern everything. And that skeptical carnal mind. The carnal mind is enmity against God. For it is not subject to the law of God, neither indeed can be. So then they that are in the flesh cannot please God. Carnal mind was created then. Double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. How does he get double-minded? Capacity now. The soul can touch both. It can touch the... The flesh or it can touch the spirit. Galatians 5 tells us that the spirit wars against the flesh and the flesh wars against the spirit. They are contrary one to the other. So you cannot do the things that you would. There is not just a battle outside of us, gentlemen. There's a battle going on inside of us. The enemy has an ally in your head. Because you want it. No, you're not, no, not going to look over there. Your flesh wants it. I don't care how spiritual you are. Your flesh wants what it wants. Flesh can't be trained. It has to be crucified. That's the only answer. Jesus said, I, if I be lifted up, I will draw all men unto me. The only way you reverse the pull of the world is a cross. But on the cross, the crucifixion of the flesh is happening there. And Jesus said in John 17, he has power over all flesh. He's the only one. This is why we need the nature of Christ. Christ in you, the hope of glory. Paul was praying for the Galatians, my little children of whom I travail in birth again until Christ is formed. Be not conformed, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. Get your mind back into the God dimension. Get your way back into Eden. How am I going to get there? I'm going to get there through the cross. The cross is the only thing that gets me past the whirling devastation. That's the the translation of the angel of fire. In, In Hebrew, it is whirling devastation. It'll kill anyone That would try to cross over. Death is the only passageway back into that dimension. The rabbis teach us that the same words of walking in the cool of the day are the same words when the high priest walked into the holiest of holies. So for that brief moment, man experienced what it was like to be with God in the cool of the day in the Garden of Eden. But now Hebrews tells us that the Holy Spirit is posting signs back into the holiest of holies. Now the veil has been rent in twain. Now we can boldly go into that place where the high priest could only go once a year. But it cost blood. The blood of Jesus has now been shed once and for all. And we have access. Aren't you glad that you have access by the blood of Jesus? There's a way back. There's a way back. But watch what Jesus tells us. Watch what Jesus tells us as last man, Adam. What does he tell us? The prince of this world comes. He's got nothing. Nothing. The problem is, we're trying to be kingdom sons, but he still has something on us. You know, a sort of mafioso. It's like, uh, hey, look, man, you know... Uh, You've been in business for a while, eh? I noticed noticed, yeah. You seem to be a really nice guy. You seem to have a really good reputation. You wouldn't want these pictures that we took to come out now, would you? I didn't think so. So, you know, I'm gonna be a business partner with you now. Isn't that great? Yeah, you're gonna give me 10% every month. Okay, good, that's good, buddy. I'm going to be used of God, man. I'm going to do this great thing for God. And then you go out there and the devil goes, I know what you did. I know what you like. I know what you want. And he sets us up. And then something happens. Something goes wrong. We make a mistake. Now he's got something on us. And this is something that we're wrestling with. We wrestle not against flesh and blood, but we're wrestling with principalities. Why? Because there's something that that principality is wielding that our flesh is after, that our flesh still wants, that that carnal mind is drawn to. And so we have to break it. Something has to break. That's why this kind goes not out, but by prayer and fasting, I have to break out. I remember Brother Stone King talking about this many, many years ago. He said, when I read that verse, he has nothing in me. He said, I determined that I would would ask God to do whatever it took to get anything out of me. That, so that the enemy couldn't have anything on me. I, I don't want to give the devil anything. So whatever it takes, God, I've got to find that altar. I've got to find that place of surrender. I've got to find that cross. And I say, God, burn it out. Break it. Do whatever you have got to do. I know my flesh wants this, but, but the devil is a liar and the father of all lies. It just leads to destruction. When lust hath conceived, it brings forth sin. And sin, when it's finished, it brings forth death death. Paul called it the motions of sin. Starts taking you where you don't really want to go now. Wait a minute. I didn't, I wasn't wanting to do that. It was just one shot in the arm. It was just one cigarette. It was just, I just watched this one thing this one time. I I, I just, did just. it was just just once. And what does it do? It opens up a door. It creates an appetite. It, it pulls you into an addiction. It exposes a, a lack, something. There's a gap somewhere in us. And what is God saying? No, if you got to get out of that, understand this is why Jesus came. He came to tell us, the prince of this world comes and has nothing in me. And when you lift me up, he said, when I be lifted up from the earth, I will draw There is a power that is grayer than the power of the world, and it's the cross. And he said, I will draw all men unto me. So my my salvation is that I get in the presence of God and I feel the pull. Now I feel something else because my spirit wants that. My flesh will never be satisfied, but my spirit, something can happen. In his presence is fullness of joy, and at his right hand there are pleasures forevermore. The pleasures of sin only last for what? Just a season, but the pleasures of his presence, it just gets sweeter and richer. The Bible says the path of the just is as the shining light that shines more and more into the perfect day. Everyone say nothing in me. Athaliah can't have anything in me. Jezebel can't have anything in me. There can't be anything that she offers. Jehu is standing there, and she's got. she's doing the whole thing. She's trying to do the whole provocation. No, 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 no. Sometimes you just got to yell no. I was listening to the radio. This is a couple years ago. I was listening to the radio. And they're selling a copy machine on in, in the news channel. Selling a copy machine. Ooh, did you see who just parked next to me? It's a woman's voice. You know. And I'm, I'm like, I immediately start listening. Oh, who parked next to you? Oh, he's a recon. Oh, he does 100 copies a minute and black and white or color. Oh, he's so buffed. And I'm like, I'm going, oh, oh. I'm like, wait a minute, what am I doing? That's a copy machine. But they're using sex to sell copy machines. And it's the radio. But something about my, my, my male message, while I'm listening, ooh, you see who moved in? I'm like, God, I'm just trying to listen to the news right now. And all of a sudden, I started getting upset. I started getting angry. Because it was like, it was like, this is the world. This is the world system. It's constant. Constant. So we can't be, we can't be every now and then men of God. We have a full-time devil. There's a full-time world system. We have to be full-time disciples. The Bible says daily they were in the temple. And daily they were house to house. It wasn't just on Sunday that they went and celebrated the resurrection. Every single day they were doing something to, to teach and to preach Jesus Christ. God added to the church daily because they were a daily church. If we want to have daily results, we have to be daily saints. We have to be daily disciples. We have to be daily people of God. Hallelujah! Hallelujah! The Bible says they took a man... And they laid him daily at the gate beautiful. Think about that. Every time you're going in to pray and every time you're coming out from prayer, there's the man that Jesus didn't heal. The blind and lame came to him in the temple and he healed them. but there was one that didn't get healed. And he's out there with his hand out. What is that? That's the reminder there's something in your face the moment you come out of the presence of God. There's all the questions. There's all the doubt. There's all the things that haven't been fixed yet. There's all the problems. Is this making any sense to anybody today? How many times have we come right out of an awesome meeting? As soon as we walk out the door, there's something hitting us. That's the world. How do I overcome this? Jesus said, in this world you have tribulation, but be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. I've overcome it. So we don't run from the world, we overcome the world. I'm in the world, but I'm not of the world. Greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. So John 16 gives us the key, the power of the Holy Spirit residing within us. It's the spirit of truth. And there's three levels, three levels of conviction here that release three levels of grace and transformation. The first level is he says sin. He reproves the world of sin. So in this world system, the Holy Spirit has now been released. And alongside of that voice of condemnation, that voice of unbelief, that prince and power of the air that's, that's constantly uh, sending signals to our flesh and to our carnal mind, trying to appeal to our soul. What shall it profit a man if he gain the whole world and lose his soul? Okay. Alongside of that is now the spirit of truth. And it's speaking to our spirit man. And it's saying, there's more. You're not satisfied living that way, are you? Don't you know there's more than what you can see? There's more than what you can hear. There's something called the kingdom. I heard about it last night. When you're born again, you can see it. It exists. God left things in the earth. He left things in the earth to tell us about kingdom. That's why Jesus told parables for the invisible things of him from the creation of the world are clearly seen, being understood by the things that are made, even his eternal power in Godhead, so that they are without excuse. Romans one twenty. Eternal power in Godhead are revealed through creation. So I could blow a dog whistle and nobody would hear it, but the dogs would start barking. Why? They can hear sounds we can't hear just because you can't hear it doesn't mean that sound doesn't exist we had a cat show up on our door and ended up my wife liked it and the kids liked it and all of a sudden I was I was outnumbered three to one so we have a cat now so we had to study cats and I had to learn about things. we were raised with do- I was a dog guy growing up you know My dad would try to run over cats. He goes, there's no law against that, he said. (laughs) He was a deputy sheriff. I didn't disagree with him. So I'm like, okay, yes, sir. (laughs) Some mornings when she wakes me up at 3 in the morning, I want to run over her too. But I found out that cats can see pheromones coming off of urine. They have like night, night vision they can tell if a male cat or a female cat's been in the yard it has a color it comes up and they you think I can see that I'm okay I'm I don't see anything I'm like just because I can't see it doesn't mean that it can't it can't be seen so god god set according to Acts 16 17 god set the perimeters of man of, of where he could go his limitations of what he could do and what he could have When man fell, he lost lost what he used to have. He lost a lot of what he used to have. So there's limitations now, and as long as you stay in the flesh, it's just your five senses. That's That's the scope. You live in the third dimension. That's it. Food, friends, and knowledge. That's all you got. But that doesn't mean there's other there's not other dimensions beyond that. Jesus said, no, 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 there's more, there's more. And that's what the Spirit is saying. It's an invitation. The word comes as conviction. Faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the word. And as we hear the Rhema word of God, the Spirit-enlightened word, it hits us. And faith touches us. We go, I know there's something there. I could feel. What was that feeling? It wasn't your emotion, and it certainly wasn't in your flesh. It was your spirit man. Your spirit man woke up and said, hey, God is there. Something woke up in me. The prodigal son had an awakening within himself. He came to himself. His spirit man came alive. You know what? The world is not what I thought it was. It didn't appeal to to, to what was really lacking inside of me. There was a hunger, but I didn't know what it was. It was actually father hunger. I'm going to go back to my father. There's an awakening that happens. So the spirit of truth comes, and he convicts us of sin, of what separates us from God. That's the first step. Sin. Everyone say sin. Now, most of the time, this is where we stop. We say, God convicted me about that, so uh, I, I don't do that anymore. I repented for that. But then he says there's a second layer, and that's of righteousness. What's righteousness? Because I go to my Father and you see me no more. Someone has to represent me. I need righteous people representing me in the earth. So he gives us conviction for righteousness. I'm convicted to live a righteous life. I have a conviction about prayer. I have a conviction about study. I have a conviction about integrity. I have a conviction about being moral. John said, whosoever is born of God sinneth not. He, he doesn't live that way anymore. I'm not in the constant cycle of, of, of sin and conviction and sin and conviction and sin and conviction. No, I'm convicted not only against sin, but I'm also convicted for some things. We have to be convicted for some things here today. Not just be against some things. But then the third dimension, the third level, is of judgment because the prince of this world is cast out. What does that mean? The spirit of truth is doing this with us. He's taking us through this pattern. If I have no more sin and I'm living in righteousness, the effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man avails much. Now God puts me in a position of discernment. And I can judge. Judge. The word discern means to judge. Look it up in the Greek. It's the same thing. To distinguish between. What we need is men operating and functioning in that dimension as as judge of the spirit world. I'm not judging you. I'm judging the demonic spirits that are trying to destroy you that are working under the cover of this world system. But when my faith is alive... I walk by faith and not by sight, not by what I see in the world, but now I'm operating by faith and faith jumps me into that kingdom dimension and now I'm seeing things that I didn't see before. Hallelujah. And I have access to all kinds of resources. This is what Jesus is teaching us. This is what Jesus is showing us. So we go to 2 Peter 1. By these... Great, precious promises, and I'm paraphrasing. We have become partakers of the divine nature. Wow, there it is. John 1, 18, the only begotten Son, which is in the bosom of the Father, he hath declared him only begotten. Begotten in Greek is monogenes. If you look at it in the spelling, it's gene, -gene, monogene, monogenes. It means the only one of an only kind. Jesus manifest Jesus God manifests in the flesh that's the DNA of God so he's flipping it can I have about five more minutes to, 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 to do this I do this. Ezekiel 28 Satan is called a trafficker By the multitude of his merchandise, he's corrupted, he says. He's a trafficker. Not only does he have pipes and tabrets, which is, is, if you research it, it means percussion instruments and organs. He has a Hammond B3 that just plays right out of him. And he was covered with every precious stone. He was the sum of perfection. He was full of wisdom. He was the anointed cherub that covered. So that means that he would get over the presence of God. He would come in the presence of God, and the glory of the presence of God would hit those gems, and it would refract in all different kinds of lights, and then he would sing, and the angels would rejoice. But he also trafficked in merchandise. What does he do? He's trading. He wants to make a deal with you. The Bible says the adulterous woman hunts for the precious life why does she hunt for the precious life doesn't make sense to me you would think if you know this is the level you're on you just search for people that are on the same level no she she does not want to feel the shame so she wants to trade someone's innocence for her guilt Proverbs says she eats and wipes her mouth and says, I've done nothing wrong. Because you who were innocent, you who were pure, you who knew better, chose me. So that's on you, it's not on me. So she hunts. The word is hunt. Terrifying. She wants to make a deal, wants to make a trade. This is what Satan is doing all the time. When you are uh, in the presence of a demon... Fear will be in the room, right? The truth is, it's because they're afraid of you. You are feeling the manifestation of that demon. Uh-oh, someone has authority, someone who has the power of the name of Jesus. Jesus, I know, and Paul, I know. They, knew, they know if you have it. And you feel fear. Now, if you accept that fear, oh, no, there's a demon in the room. Oh, no. They take your faith and then you get their fear. I don't know what to do, man. I, I think came in the room. I was so afraid. So they see you have peace, he comes with confusion. You feel confusion. If you accept the confusion, he takes your peace. Now you're confused. You had joy, now something hits you, a heaviness hits you. Oh man, I just Suddenly, I just feel so depressed. He takes your joy. You take on the spirit of heaviness. So he's deceiving you. He's appealing to your mind. He's appealing to your emotions. He's appealing to your carnal man, your natural man. The natural man receiveth not the things of the spirit, for they're spiritually discerned. Right? So what are we trying to do? Walk in the, in the spirit and you will not fulfill the lusts of the flesh. Now discernment comes. Oh, I know what this is. God did not give me the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. Fear, you've got to go. Oh, I know what this is. Put on the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. Oh, no, no. I'm just going to praise my way right out of this. I'm not accepting that depression. I'm holding on to my peace. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. You have the power. You control what affects your mind or what affects your heart. Jesus said let. That's a permission word. My peace I give you, not as the world gives, give I unto you. Don't let your heart be troubled. That's why Jesus is in the middle of a storm and he's yawning and saying, peace be still. The storm can't take away my peace, so my peace takes away the storm. Jesus is also wanting to make a deal with us. He said, I'll tell you what, he who knew no sin became sin for us, that we might be made the righteousness of God with him. He says, how about you give me your sin, I'll give you my righteousness. How about you give me your shame, and I'll, I'll give you the glory that was given to me. He prayed the glory on his disciples, the glory that I had in the beginning. He said, put it on them. My people will never be ashamed. The opposite of shame is glory. I'll take your shame, and I'll give you glory. We come through the suffering. What is the suffering? The suffering is to work out our own salvation, is to get past this flesh, is to drag this flesh to the altar, is to take this carnal mind and submit it, is to take every emotion that's not of God and lay it on the altar, is to say, not my will, but your will be done. Jesus prayed that prayer for us and then empowered us to be able to pray that prayer and be a partaker of the divine nature. Now the Bible says the earth is groaning and travailing waiting for sons to manifest waiting for sons to cast the prince out of this world the god of this world has blinded their eyes lest they come to the light of the glorious gospel in the face of jesus this is our warfare. This is where we use the weapons. This is how we prevail is first we say God I want you to clean me so clean that the prince of this world comes and has nothing in me. And God I want you to convict me of righteousness that is so strong, that is so solid, that is so con- that is so clear that I know exactly what everything is supposed to be like. I know marriage is between a man and a woman. I know that a husband loves his wife like Christ loves the church. I know that a father is not to provoke his children to wrath. I know that if I'm a worker I'm supposed to give a good day's work and have a great attitude. If I'm a boss I'm supposed to treat all my employees with respect. I know that I'm supposed to walk circumspectly and and not as fools but discerning the times and understanding what the will of God is. I know this as a righteous man and so when the devil comes around with his lies I know the truth so well. I have the word of God so deep i can immediately discern i can immediately judge and i can act with that dominion power that jesus gave back to the church through the cross so this is where we are right now we're wrestling with this and as we receive this impartation today partaker of the divine nature everyone say the divine nature So just as Elisha traded bloodlines, he said, I'm giving up my my life in this world, so now I'm going to follow in the bloodline of the prophets. When Elijah was carried up into heaven, what did Elisha say? My father, my father. He didn't say, prophet, prophet. He said, my father, my father. You're my spiritual father. I'm in your bloodline now. I got an inheritance from my spiritual father. That's why I got a double portion. Okay. Same thing happens for us now. We're trading with Jesus our lineage from Adam. And now we're being born again and we're being partakers of the divine nature and now we're with the last Adam. So we operate by a higher law. And I'm going to end with this right here. Romans 8 and 1. There is therefore now no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus who walk not after the flesh but after the spirit. For the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made me free. For the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made me free from the law of sin and death. The first man, Adam, is the law of sin and death. It says what goes up must come down. The law of the spirit of life says what goes down must come up. Put him in the grave three days later, he comes back up again. A righteous man falls seven times, and my default is not to fall, my default is to get up. Why? Because I have a new father. I have a new father. I have a new bloodline, and I have a different nature. I don't have the same nature that I used to have. I am now a partaker of the divine nature. And now it's Christ that's in me. It's Christ that's working in me. That's why I say rejoice not against me, O oh, mine enemy, for when I fall, I'll be right back up again. And when I sit in darkness, the Lord will be a light unto me. We are more than conquerors. Everybody stand and clap your hands to the Lord and give Him praise. We are living by a higher law. And we're taking our rightful place in the world as sons of God. We are travailing. We are groaning. We are praying. Why? For this roar to come out of us. For this dominion to come out of us. In Genesis 49, he said, he said Judah is a lion's whelp, but when he's an old lion, who's going to rouse him up? When he, when he releases the full genetics of who he is, no one's going to want to mess with Judah. Right now, he's just a lion's whelp. He, he don't know how to roar yet. He's not big enough to really be dangerous. He'll climb on you, maybe bite on your ear, but you know, I'm not worried about a little lion cub. But you see that full-maned... Lion walking in. You see how big that mouth is? (sighs) Everything runs from it. The Bible Bible says the devil even tries to imitate it. He's not a lion. He just goes as a roaring lion. Because he's already seen the lion of the tribe of Judah, and he knows when God roars what it looks like. And guess what? That's your DNA. That's the DNA of God. And in this conference... Oh, the lion is about to roar. The devil has tried to keep you a lion's wealth. That Athaliah spirit has tried to keep you a lion's wealth that nobody's afraid of. But I'm going to tell you what, when we walk out of here, we understand who we are. We know what we have. We know what God thinks about us. And there's something in our genetics that goes, "Ah." You go back home and say, I found my roar. Turn to three or four people and say, I think I found my roar. (laughs) Now I know you're about ready to go find a sandwich. All right, I'm going to pray with you right now in Jesus' name. We're going to be partakers of this divine nature and let it work in our lives. Father, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, we are going to walk in complete dominion. We're going to walk in a total authority. We are going to operate, oh God, because the Bible says the righteous are as bold as a lion, but the wicked flee when no man pursues. We're going to walk out of here with a conscience free of offense of all men. There is therefore now no condemnation. We are walking out of of here free in our minds free in our hearts no condemnation no shame no embarrassment but god something is being released something that has been dormant in us is being unlocked the warrior is being unlocked you are releasing us oh god into your spiritual dna you have imparted that to us oh god and now we're going to walk in authority and dominion in jesus name everybody say in jesus name Amen. Amen. amen clap your hands one more time to the lord If you receive this thank you for listening to this message. For more content, follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube at the Life Church KC. Reference the episode notes for more details.